Father, we thank you for the fragrance of the heavens that descends upon us as sons of men when we worship. Father, we thank you because there has been a displacement and a replacement that all the toxic, all the nasty stuff around us evaporates as heaven comes down. A displacement of trouble and a replacement by blessing. We ascribe greatness and majesty and dominion to your name. We worship you in the beauty of holiness because, Lord, you are good and your mercies, they endure forevermore. I join faith with all my brothers and sisters being from every part of the world. Bless in the name of the Lord that you will respond to our worship by blessing us from Zion with a kind of blessing that make it rich in every direction, adding no sorrows whatsoever. As a matter of fact, your blessing displaces sorrow and brings us to a place of laughter. Blessed be the name of our God, the one who causes us to laugh because we triumph valiantly in you. In Jesus' name, we have worship. And I know that you're saying amen and amen and amen wherever you are at. In the spirit of the worship of the Lord today, I want you to take a very comfortable position as I have the pleasure to bring you the immutable, unstoppable Word of God. It promises to be an exciting time as we go to the table of the Lord to feast on the bread of life. Let me first say that if you missed Grace Assembly Sunday worship service, you missed a lot because it was lit and I encourage you to go to any of our social media platforms and catch up with that because that's where I want to take off today. And I give credit to uh, Pastor Yomi Badejokusa who brought us a word on Sunday entitled lifted. And that word kept resonating in my spirit. And on, on Monday morning when I joined in for the prayers led by him again, it drove the message a little further and I encourage you to join that prayer meeting. It is of one place you ought to be on a Monday. Otherwise your Monday is not complete. Now so today I bring you the word of the Lord and the word is one as the Lord is one. To read the same text about Zacchaeus, I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 6. And my translation of choice for this evening is from the Message Bible. And this message that I want to read to you, um, I want you to listen very carefully. I'm going to break it down because there's just so much in it. And as the Lord is giving us a, a sure word that God will make you to laugh in the last quarter of this year because God saves the best for the last, you need to stay with that word so that you will not miss your laughter because what is the opposite of laughter? It is sorrow. I don't want any sorrow, so I'm going to focus on laughter. And so wherever there was sorrow, there has to be a displacement of the sorrow and a replacement of the sorrow with laughter. And I, and I believe that for you. Can you say amen and amen? So now, Luke 19, verses 1 to 6, I read from the message translation of the Bible. And here begins the reading of God's word on this beautiful Wednesday evening. The Bible says, then Jesus entered and, and walked through Jericho. Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there, his name Zacchaeus, the head taxman and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way and he was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran, 
He ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when Jesus finally came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Verse 6, Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck. I choose to change that word luck to fortune. Could hardly believe in his good fortune, delighted to take Jesus home with him. In the season that the Lord is giving us a promise that God will make you to laugh, I have no choice but to entitle this message, As Jesus made Lazarus laugh, he will make you too to laugh. As Jesus made Lazarus to laugh, he will make all of us to laugh in this last quarter of this year. This year will not expire without the word of the Lord being made sure in our lives. You'll be resolute because once has it spoken, twice have I heard that the power to make the word come to pass belongs to the Lord. And that power is the power that is at work in our lives. So we, the, what the Lord is doing now... Um, and this started on Sunday, so exciting. He brings Pastor Yumi along to open up a subject. And this subject talks about possibilities. What did I call it? Possibilities. And I want you to know that this last quarter of the year is the season of possibilities. Because if you knew God well enough, you know that God always saves the best for the last. So it doesn't matter what happened the first two quarters. The season of possibilities is here. And this is what happened in the days of Zacchaeus. So I entitled this message, As Jesus Made Lazarus Laugh, He Will Make You Laugh Too. And I say amen for myself and an amen for you and an amen for all of us. Now let me break this down for you. The Bible introduces uh, chapter 19 and it starts from verse 1, which means a new beginning. It says, Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. Really? He didn't walk through Jericho. Something happened to, 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 to make that passage not as short as Jesus decided or planned for it to be. And that thing is called Zacchaeus. So, a man of sorrow became a man of laughter. So Jesus entered and was supposed to walk through Jericho. Verse 1 says he walked through Jericho. He was meant to walk through Jericho, but somebody was waiting for Jesus. Somebody who knew the God of possibilities, who knew the, the season of possibilities was, was poised, ready for Jesus. And I'm sure that if you've heard me talking about the Lord uh, getting ready to make us to laugh, you also, you will be poised uh, for the, in this season of possibilities that my laughter will not elude me. And so verse 1 says, Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. Mm -mm. He was Planning to walk through Jericho, verse 2 is where I want to go. Bible now introduces, says, there was a man there. And I hope there is a man or a woman listening to me in this season of possibilities. And his name, Zacchaeus, he was a head taxman and was quite rich. And guess what? With all that he had, it wasn't enough to purchase for him the kind of laughter he wanted the salvation of himself and his household because money has limitations. Money is not king. And so verse 2 introduces a man who recognized a season of possibilities named Zacchaeus. He, verse 3 says he wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was, he was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So this is what happened. Jesus was going to pass through Jericho. Zacchaeus 
picked up that information and realized that any time Jesus passes through, it's a, it's a time of possibilities. And so he set himself in the path way that of where Jesus was going to pass. There was no promise from Jesus that I'm going to see Zacchaeus. There was no agreement. There was no appointment. And so even those who are not members of Grace Assembly, who are just listening to me now, you've just heard me say it is the season of possibilities and God is poised to make some people to laugh. And so what you need to do is whether you have an appointment with me or not, like Zacchaeus, just take your posture along the pathway that the word is going to come through. And this man was rich, and yet, like I said, and this is the story of all of us, there is not that we're poor in every area of life, but where we, what the, the area of life or uh, the, the particular area of life that we're rich usually does not make up for the area where we're poor. And just because you are rich in some side doesn't mean you're rich on all sides. So his wealth did not help him. This was beyond what money could do. But I thank God we worship a God that can provide money and do also what money cannot do. Will somebody say, hallelujah, hallelujah. And now he wanted, I like this word, he wanted desperately to see Jesus. He knew that the God of possibilities is called Jesus. He knew the author of possibilities is called Jesus. Can I tell you something? Everywhere there is a limitation as Jesus made Zacchaeus laugh, he will make you laugh too. Yes, that's the title of the message. And so when Jesus was passing, he knew he was not an ordinary man. Listen, when we speak the word of God, it's not the word of a man. So he knew who Jesus was. He knew he was a king of possibilities. He postured himself along the pathway, even though he had no invitation. He was not a disciple, but he knew that the mercy, that, that the God of possibilities was also a God of mercy. And so, whether you're a believer or not, I want to introduce this God of possibilities to you. He's also God of mercy. And so, this man, whom people thought was destitute of the love of God, could never be a beneficiary of the laughter that comes from God. He knew the heart of God, and so he waited for the Lord. And the Bible says he wanted to see Jesus, but not the way all the crowd following Jesus wanted to ordinarily see Jesus or be with Jesus. This guy knew that if you wanted something from the Lord, it's more than a wishful thinking kind of thing. You have to show that you mean business with the Lord so that the Lord can mean business with you. And so long before Jesus came, he was desperate to see Jesus. And amongst all the people in this story, there's no account that anybody else was desperate to see Jesus. And so let's talk about Sunday mornings. A lot of Sunday mornings, a lot of people are casual about their faith. They, they come to church, they dress nice, uh, they, they sing with a, a bit of swag, but there's nothing desperate about their faith. I've been preaching and I brought you the word about um, persistent faith. When you're persistent in faith, you, you're not doing the kind of stuff people do uh, all over the place. So when Jesus was coming, a lot of people wanted to see Jesus, but only one man wanted desperately to see Jesus. That's something about people that are desperate. They don't let their swag get in the way. They don't let what other people are doing dictate how they approach the things of God. They don't look at COVID and say, because there's COVID, I will not do this anymore. They don't look for excuses. Desperate people do desperate things to get to where they want to go. And this kind of desperation is the right 
right kind of desperation. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but then something got in the way. Isn't that the story of all of us? Whatever we want to do, somehow, somehow, something appears to get in the way. In this case, it was the crowd. It was the same Jesus' crowd that got in the way. It seemed legitimate for it to be in the way. But you see, you can't, I can't, let me talk about myself. I can't always allow legitimate reasons or legitimate, legitimate things to stand in the way of the promise of God over my life. So ordinary people will say, as long as the crowd is legitimate, I will wait. It is okay. But the people that know their God will be strong and because they want to do exploits, they're not going to let nothing stand in their way. So the crowd was there. But where did Jesus ever go anyway that there wasn't a crowd? In the days where the woman with the issue of blood wanted a healing, 12 years, spent all her money, was bleeding to death. She was an outcast in the society. No one wanted to marry her or date her. It looked like the end when she heard Jesus was somewhere just like that people far away from Jesus they appreciate Jesus more they put more value on Jesus because the value put on Jesus will will determine how desperate you are in the worship of God how desperately you serve him how desperately you worship him and then this casual Christianity was common amongst the crowd they were always with Jesus but that day that the woman with the issue of blood came around nobody got any blessing from Jesus except the one that was desperate the one that touched Jesus. Jesus, when the woman touched Jesus, says, who touched me? I said, what do you mean? The crowd is with you. The crowd is with I said, no, they're with me, but they don't touch me. It takes someone who knows my value. Huh? It takes someone who puts a serious value on me, who really reaches out, touch my heart, draw virtue from me. So what is new? That was the story of a woman. And so for people to know that Jesus is not just a a God that is sensitive to women, we have another story of a man who was desperate. And so when the crowd showed up and he realized that if I were even tall, maybe I would look over their head and wave at Jesus. I'm not even tall. And he couldn't see over the crowd. Can I say something to the crowd? On Sunday morning, I see a lot of people crowd to church. It doesn't mean you are with Jesus. And when I said about the crowd, can the crowd stop getting in the way of people that really want to see Jesus? Can the crowd stop getting in the way of people that want to touch Jesus? And just because they didn't get out of the way, the desperate man didn't go home empty-handed. Looks, listen to what happened. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. And so in verse 4, the Bible says, And so he ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus when he came back. This guy had his eyes on the season of possibilities and he felt that my money didn't give me laughter. I could buy the toys, but can I tell you something? You can use money to buy food, but money can never buy appetite. You can use money to, to entice people who call themselves friends, but you can never buy the heart of a man with money. And so he had the money, but he knew that the money couldn't buy laughter and he was after the God who can make someone laugh on top of the money. And he didn't let the crowd stop him. Bible says he ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. Let me talk a little bit about that. 
Too many people give up when there is a crowd of problems. Too many people give up when people crowd you out because they're closer to the pastor, they're closer to the anointing, and they, they, they allow these things in all their legitimacies, so to speak, to stop them. Can I tell you something? When it comes to God, nothing legitimate you stop you because God has not put anything between you and him. It is for you to reach out in faith to God and to do it persistently, persistent faith, dogged faith, be absolutely decided and desperate to touch the Lord and the Lord will make room for you. Now, what is my point? When he couldn't see the Lord because he was short. He could have said, ah, God, if you really love me, you'll have made me a tall man. Because on a day like this, I will tower over them like Saul. And the Lord will see me. And I will see the Lord. He could have started complaining about his height. In any case, who is the person that determines height? It's the Lord. Rather than complain against the Lord, (laughs) he thanked God for his size and said, I know the Lord. That even if I, I need to see the Lord and some things are getting in the way. I know the Lord that he will have provided another solution somewhere. And that's why good people, when you, when you, want, when you want to tap into the season like this, the season of possibilities, you want your to, to, to get to you, you want to embrace what God has for you, you don't complain about what stands in your way. Because when you complain, it doesn't move God. Can I tell you, it is faith that moves God, not complain, not tears, and so on. And so when he looked at the the seeming impossibility um, generated by the crowd, looking into the heart of the Lord, he says, if the Lord knows I'm short and the crowd is about him, he will never leave me without help. And so he spun around and started to look around, Knowing the God of possibilities that if this doesn't work, the God of possibilities will have possibly put something else in place for a short man like me. And short talks about all kinds of short. You may be short of money. You may be short of love. You may be short of education. And so never say because of what I don't have, God can help me. He spun around. The Bible says in verse 4, he ran on ahead. Before he could climb something, he saw it. My question is, if you see difficulties. Uh, I I can understand if you're faced with impossibilities and mountains, I can understand that. But why don't you look around and see whether God has placed something else around you? Like Moses felt, how could I deliver my people from Pharaoh? I don't have the wherewithal. I'm a fugitive. And God says, what is in your hand? All the time, it has been in your hand. And the people that complain most and generally never look around. They only look at what the devil wants them to see. The crowd were with Jesus. The crowd were not helping Jesus, but the crowd did not even talk to him. The crowd were just there. So you need to take your eyes off the mountains or troubles. He looked around. He saw a tree. And what what occurred to me is how come nobody else saw the tree? It was there all the time. Why did Jesus choose to pass a place where there was a tree? strategically planted many years ago. Can I tell you something? God who knows the end from beginning has made provision for you way before you were born. Along the pathway of your life, everything you need has been put there. You need for the scales to fall off your eyes because those that complain never see possibilities. They're too, they're too, they're too down to see anything. He lifted his eyes, took his eyes away from the crowd, didn't matter whether I was short or not, looked around, saw a tree and said, this tree... 
I believe, was planted by the Lord. This tree was destined for someone like me. Guess what? This tree is the solution to my problem. And the Bible says, when he saw the tree, he was desperate enough to run. Just in case some people jumped on that tree. There's something about people that desperate, they act fast. You see, when you make an altar call, some people are not desperate for salvation. They're thinking, they're strolling, they want somebody to... To, to pump them up and so on. When you call for prayer, some people are not desperate enough. This man ran ahead. The word ahead means just in case some people are running towards the solution. Because listen, the way you can see your solution is the way the devil may be able to see it. And some people who was not meant for can see. Listen, in the race of life, you got to run. So he didn't stroll. Come on now. He didn't walk. He was desperate enough. He ran on ahead, ahead of the naysayers, ahead of the people who want to jump on your blessing, ahead of people who don't want you to laugh. Listen, once you see your solution, you got to go for it. And so he ran ahead and climbed up the sycamore tree. Why? So that he could see Jesus when he came by. Just he was focused, I will see Jesus. He didn't climb ahead to clap with everybody. He didn't climb ahead to take pictures. He climbed the tree. He ran ahead, climbed the tree to see Jesus. He was focused on the possibilities. Listen, it wasn't just to see Jesus. He felt, if I saw Jesus, there are possibilities of things that can happen. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, there are possibilities that I want to connect to. And I say to you, the child of God, this season is a season of possibilities. Don't let everything that happened since February till now, or March till now, shut you down and say you have to wait for next year. Jesus was meant to pass through. In this, in the, I'm going to show you how <laughs> something you're going to find out something at the end of this message. So he jumped into the, 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 the process of things. He climbed the tree, still waiting for Jesus. He didn't, he didn't hold on to the tree and embrace the tree. The tree was only a solution to a problem. The focus was still on Jesus. What is with people? You see something and you take your eyes off Jesus and you begin to focus on that thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. He climbed the tree. Thank you, Mr. Sycamore, but my eyes are on Jesus. Oh, I wish somebody will sell, point to the screen and say, Lord, I will, I will always keep my eyes on you. And so he climbed the tree. He didn't make an idol of the tree. What the tree was, was elevation. Elevation was to allow him to see Jesus. And as long as I see Jesus, the possibilities, someone say possibilities, are standing before me. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. He talks about possibilities. And so when he climbed up, the next thing is that he perched patiently. The Bible doesn't tell us how long he sat on the tree. As a matter of fact, normally when Jesus is moving, people get in his way. He attends to people as he goes. So when you're in a season of possibilities and you have poised yourself or you're taking a position, postured yourself and poised for the possibilities, don't again start fretting. We don't know how long he sat, but he knew Come rain or shine, Jesus is coming this way. Guess what happened in verse 5? The Bible says, when Jesus got to the tree, he looked up. Listen to that language. 
as if the tree were the destination. At the verse 1, it says Jesus was passing through Jericho. But because the tree was planted for somebody who has eyes that see, because the tree was planted for somebody who needed possibilities, because the tree was planted for somebody who is desperate enough, the Lord had to visit the tree. The Bible says when Jesus got to the tree, as if it were the destination, Meaning Jesus didn't look up all that time. It was when he got to the tree, he looked up. So it is not true that he saw Lazarus and was looking for Lazarus and walked to the tree. The, the tree was a place of appointment. May we never allow anything to take us away from the place of our appointment with greatness in the season of possibility. Our appointment with laughter in the season of possibility in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So for the Lord, he walked directly to the tree and because the tree signified something that the Lord wanted to do. And what is the Lord wanting to do this season? To make you to laugh. Ah, so that those that laughed at you will laugh with you. And those that laughed you to scorn will have no choice. Like Job, they come and celebrate with you. So he walked to the tree and he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Who introduced Zacchaeus to him? Because deep calls on to deep. <laughs> Zacchaeus was connecting with the Lord in his heart long before the Lord came close to the tree. And the Lord was picking up the signal and the Lord was connecting with him. He walked up to the tree. Zacchaeus didn't jump down the tree as soon as the Lord came close. Zacchaeus knew that Jesus was going to come to the tree. And Zacchaeus knew that Jesus was going to look up and say, Can I tell you something? The eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro. Looking for those whose hearts are perfect towards him. Not that they are perfect. Their hearts are perfect towards him. That he may prove himself strong on their behalf. Can I tell you something? If you remain in that posture of worship. If you, if you meditate on the word of possibility of the season. And that God is able and wants to make you to laugh. And you stay in your position. He's going to come right up to you. He's going to look at you. And he's going to call you by name. Whoever I'm prophesying to, you need to clap your hands and say, Hallelujah, that is my word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When, in verse 5, when Jesus got to the tree, what is your own tree? There is a tree that you should be on. What is the tree? The place of appointment with the greatness and laughter of God in the last quarter of the year and stop following the crowd. The crowd were not, were not on the tree. They were not even around the tree. <sighs> oh, I, I wish somebody were listening to me. You have a tree. You better be on that tree because that's where Jesus is going to expect to see you. Jesus didn't look up that tree until he got to the foot of the tree. He looked up and said, Zacchaeus, you better be here. We will not miss our appointment with laughter in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest at your home. I like verse 6. Bible says Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree. Not minding the lack of dignity, he scurried down like a, like a, like a squirrel. 
hardly believing his good luck or his good fortune. Hey, just because I climbed the right tree, I never even said a prayer. There's not one word Zacchaeus said. There was no one request he made. Jesus was the one who read his heart, granted him the desires of the heart because if you can take your eyes away from the crowd, if you can stop complaining about what you don't have, whether you're short of money and so on, and if you can trust God enough to look around and say, the God who is good and rich in mercy, the one who loves the whole world, that he gave his only begotten son, that he would, he would do something. He will have me in mind. You will find your tree, you climb your tree, you stay on the tree, leave the crowd alone. They're always around Jesus. They ain't touching no Jesus because Jesus is going right up to your tree. And so when he got there, Bible says, Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good fortune. When God makes you to laugh, listen, what will happen, you will hardly believe your good fortune. You will hardly believe how quickly it happened. All I did was climb the tree. I sat on the tree, never said the prayer, never called on Jesus. And Jesus read me. Jesus had me on his mind. And Jesus focused on me. And guess what? He even went home with me. What you are pursuing it is one thing to find it and not be able to take it home. He not only found Jesus, he took Jesus home. Lock, stock, and barrel, signed, sealed, and delivered before the end of this year. The promise is God is going to make you to laugh. Well, if you don't say amen today, God is going to make me to laugh. Me and my household, me and Grace Assembly, we're going to be laughing real good. And guess what? The laughter will be so sweet, everybody's going to laugh with us. Can you say amen to that? Now I want to highlight something. Zacchaeus didn't have to say a word. Now I'm looking for trouble. I'm sure some people will say, I know where he's going. He didn't have to say a word. When a man's way pleases the Lord, God goes to work. He didn't have to say a thing. He didn't even say a prayer. Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. There's no clause that say according to what you said. No. He will read your heart and Zacchaeus' posture pleased the Lord. The crowd were just crowding him. They were, they, were, they were posturing all the time. But Zacchaeus knew Jesus, knew his heart. Didn't matter what anybody said or didn't say. He knew that the Lord will make a way where there's no way. He climbed the tree and waited. And guess what? He didn't have to say a thing or prayer. All because Jesus had him in mind and knew the desires of a heart and granted him his heart desires. Guess what? He got a lot more than he did hope for, all because his time to laugh had come. Do I need to prove that to you? When the people started complaining, what do you think Lazarus was doing? He was laughing. <laughs> Let them be having bad belay, you'll be laughing. Let them be complaining, Jesus blessing. Let them be saying, when did you become born again? Say that God is blessing you. He was just laughing all the way to the bank, all the way to uh, happily ever after, all the way to his children, all the way to forgiveness of sin, all the way to salvation. He was laughing all the way because when Jesus is with you, you have no other choice but to laugh. Let me read something to you in, Ma- in Luke 19, verse 3, the AMPC. In the AMPC, the Amplified Classic, it says, And Lazarus was trying to see Jesus, who, which one he was amongst the crowd, but he could not on account of the crowd because he was small in stature. On account of what? Are you stopping 
your pursuit of the Lord. On account of, I don't have a job anymore. On account of, why am I not married yet? On account of, well, I'm waiting for the fruit of the womb. What is going on? On account of, nobody is helping me. The Bible says he could not see Jesus on account of the crowd. But guess what he did? He turned away from the crowd and looked for a way that the Lord has made for him. And the tree was standing there. I even wonder whether the tree was there the day before. Maybe the tree was a miracle. Because God loves you enough to create a miracle just for you. Can somebody please say amen? But in spite of the crowd, he looked away from the crowd. He looked for a solution that God had given me. I want to tell you, child of God, there is a solution. There is a miracle in your house. There is, there is something around you that you can use to bridge that divide between you and what God has promised you. And so, why did this happen like that? Is because the Lord had placed a solution to his problem of shortness of height or stature. And the, and the problem the crowd placed between him and Jesus, the Lord had placed a solution right there. A sycamore tree. Supposing I am speaking to you by the instruction of the Lord. You that you're watching me, you that you're listening to me, perhaps God wants you to hear my voice. His voice in my voice, that in spite of what has crowded you out of being happily married ever after, what has crowded you out of having a child of your dreams, get the job of your choice, pay off your debt, build that house, whatever has crowded you off, perhaps the Lord has placed a solution right there around you. For Zacchaeus, it was a sycamore tree. And guess what? When you see it, ooh, you will recognize it. And then don't be slack concerning the promises of God. You've got to run ahead like him, climb that tree, posture yourself, and wait to see the end. Because the good work the Lord started with the sycamore, he was faithful to complete it with the blessing of God that make it rich and added no soul. Silence all the critics of Zacchaeus. They didn't like him. They called him short man, devil, all kinds of things. Listen, there is a blessing that God puts upon you that all the insults will begin to fall away. In, in, the, in, the, in the same Luke 19 and verse 5, the message Bible says, when Jesus got to the tree, if you are not on the tree when Jesus gets there, what is going to happen? Some people were on the tree of worship before. They were on the, on the tree of giving, serving God before, but they got down. And just because we were not meeting in the physical anymore, must you get down from the tree? And just because you've been there one or two years, must you get down from the tree? The tree is the place of appointment with the focus of God and the energy that will change your situation and cause you to burst into the depths of laughter. From your soul, you'll be laughing because God had turned your captivity around. And so when, when he got there, hmm, he says, today is my day to be a guest at your house. As a matter of fact, verse 7, the message Bible, verse 7 says, everyone who saw the incident were indignant and they grumped and grumbled and complained. Everyone who saw the incident, they were indignant, uh, they grumbled and they said, what business does he have getting cozy with this crook? That was yesterday. This is now. <laughs> Zacchaeus was a crook yesterday, but when he wanted to see Jesus, and when he did it desperately, when he climbed the tree and 
got into the position of appointment with salvation and the blessing of God, all that changed. Can I tell you something? Nobody has the monopoly of Jesus. Just because you got saved ahead of somebody doesn't mean you'll be ahead of the person. You need to remain focused, particularly in the season of possibilities of what God would have you to do. Bible says, everyone who saw the incident, talking about the crowd, can you imagine they should have been happy for him, but they were not. Listen, don't imagine that everybody's going to be happy for you when you're going to start laughing, but the laughter will be so rich. You know, David said, my cup runneth over. You know what is running over? Those people that were criticizing you, they'll be, they'll be chopping from it. After a while, they'll be laughing with you because they're chopping out of what is overflowing from your own goodness. And so when they saw this in incident, they were indignant. I like the word, the incident. The incident, the word incident means something that happens out of the arrangement of the normal arrangement of things. When the incident happened, they were indignant. And what that means is, Zacchaeus went from the accident of faith, as in F-A-T-E, went from the accident of faith to an incident of faith in Christ. He went from an accident of faith. He was born short. He could not see Jesus. He was a tax collector. Those are accidents of faith. But in one day, he moved from the accident of faith to an incidence of faith in Christ. And that is what God wants. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. When you have an opportunity, you can turn it around in an incident of faith. The Bible says Jesus was going to pass through Jericho. He didn't just pass through. Zacchaeus happened. This year is not going to pass through. We are going to happen in the last quarter of this year. You are going to happen. Your blessing is going to happen in the last quarter of this year. They may say that Ember Normans have come, they're going to rush through. No, 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 no. Jesus wanted to pass through. Zacchaeus happened. I want to speak for you and speak for myself. This year will not go past until we happen. Until that prayer, uh, that your prayer request becomes your testimony, it will not this year will not go by until it happens. Zacchaeus happened, even though Jesus meant to pass through. And everyone that saw the incident that were indignant had no choice but to let it go because the man was so blessed. Let me leave you with one scripture that really fires it all up. Hey, Job 8 verses 21 to 22 from the same message translation of the Bible. Job 8, 21 to 22, the message Bible. You know what that scripture says? It says, God will let you laugh again. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> oh, you know, the way the Bible says, when Lazarus, uh, when Zacchaeus saw the tree, he ran ahead. As I say, God will make you laugh again. You should run ahead to embrace that word. You should be dancing. You should be rejoicing. You should bring out your tambourine. Because the moment he saw the tree, he knew everything was going to change. He ran ahead. Can you imagine a rich man climbing a tree? You know what that means? And he was a middle-aged man. It is not dignified for a man that's robed in purple, a man driving a Bentley Azure, a man driving a Rolls Royce. He ran up to the tree. He must have gathered his robes. He must have gathered his robes and tied around his waist and climbed up the tree. You see, when you are short, your leg will be short. So the first branch of the tree may have been 
out of reach for his leg to reach. He's scampered all over that because he knows that everything else he had could not take him to the place he wanted to go. And so this moment, I'm not going to let my money get in the way. I'm not going to let my dignity. I'm not going to, I don't, all those things don't matter. What matters is what Jesus can do for me in this season of possibilities. And so he's scramble up that tree and by the time he was coming down that tree he could get his swag back on because Jesus was going to go home with him and he declares salvation over his household forgiveness of his sins and he says I have come to restore what was lost in the season of possibility don't miss out on this restoration is going to happen laughter is going to happen turn around is going to happen and so Job 8 21 to 22 the message Bible says God will make you laugh again. You will raise the roof with shouts of joy. Hey, when God makes you to laugh, I like what again. The way you laughed over money, but the money couldn't solve the problem. You're going to laugh again because the totality will come into place. It says you will raise the roof with shouts of joy. Verse 22, with your enemies thoroughly discredited. Kalaba. With your enemies thoroughly discredited, you will, be, you will let you laugh again. You will be raising the roof with shouts of joy. The kind of shout that you don't even care what anybody thinks. The Bible says in verse 22, with your enemies thoroughly discredited. The crowd were discredited. discredited. They felt he wasn't good enough for Jesus. The complainants were discredited. The people who called the names were discredited. The Bible says you will, God will let you laugh again with your enemies thoroughly discredited. The enemy of crowd, the enemy that will not allow you, the enemy that blocks you, the enemy that puts you down, the enemy that made you cry, all your enemies were thoroughly discredited and their house of cards collapsed. <laughs> what they were glorying in. <laughs> When you start laughing, it will collapse. You will not touch it. It's going to happen as an overflow of your blessings. Oh, how I love you, Lord. There's only one person that does exceedingly abundantly above what we think. Zacchaeus thought, I want to see Jesus. What we ask, I don't know what he could have asked for, but he would never have asked that Jesus come to his house. He never would have the audacity. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above all we can think. Mm. We can ask. Mm. We can imagine. Bam! So shall it be in the season of possibilities for you, for me, for us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are there, you're not already a Christian. How could you hear of this kind of Jesus? and not run and climb the tree of confessing your sins and so that he can speak to you and change your life also. I invite you to give your life to Christ. And for those who have been slacking before now, I invite you to pick up your cross and follow him again. He's a good savior so that the good work he has started, he will be faithful to complete it in the season of possibility. I'm going to stroll to the end of this year. I say, if this year thought it was going to see my end, look at what the Lord has done. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, then our mouth was filled with laughter. Then the people said, Chai, the Lord has done wonderful for them. Mm. And say, yes, we agree. How can we, how can we disagree? The Lord indeed has done great things for us. May he restore all that we have lost in the season of possibility and cause us to really laugh. So shall it be with you and I in Jesus' mighty name.